Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, I'm Josh Smith and welcome to Rain. This podcast is all about empowerment and open conversations with incredible guests. So let's get straight into it. Come on, Barbie, let's go party, because today we're joined by Issa Rae. You may have seen Issa in her mega show, Insecure, about a directionless millennial woman. Hard to relate at times, I have to say. (laughs) It's a show that she not only starred in, but she also wrote and produced. Issa can literally do it all, and she's proven that yet again by taking on the role of present Barbie in the most anticipated movie this summer, the Barbie movie, alongside Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. There are many reasons I'm so excited that Issa is joining us today, but one of them is because she's done everything off her own back. She started out making shows on YouTube, got a HBO contract, created two incredibly successful TV shows and in the process became the first black woman to create and star in a premium cable series. And now she has her own production company, Hooray Media, and a $40 million deal with Warner Media. Issa is a true role model for making your dreams a reality. And I cannot wait for you to hear her talk in this episode about everything from tackling the patriarchy to leaning into vulnerability. This president certainly gets my vote, and I know she'll get yours too. Issa Rae, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, and you're just living in a Barbie world right now. I am. How is that for you? You know, it's actually really fun, you know, to be able to, like, play dress up and go out and promote this movie. Like, people love Barbie and have so many expectations mm. of Barbie. There's, you know, I'm just happy to be a part of this. I mean, I always wanted a Barbie when I was growing up, but I wasn't necessarily allowed one. So it's like a real moment for me to watch this and be like, oh my god, I'm living out my fantasy. I love and I love seeing that, and that's what that's what so much of like the palpable excitement is: is people who just can express their love for mm. Barbie that maybe has been repressed for a lot of years, and yeah. they're seeing a lot of that. Yeah, and I mean, I just need to know, though, before we go any further, have you ever had a giant blow-up party with planned choreography and bespoke <laughs> song Alibaba? I have not. This was the first time I experienced mm-hmm. it, and it is so massive. I don't know that I would have the energy, honestly, in my regular life to do all that. No. No. No, I'm more of a, like, hey, y'all want to just sit on the couch and, and, and watch something or listen to music? That's 
the extent of my parties. Yeah, I love that. So no choreography. No choreography. Choreography terrifies me. I love to <laughs> dance. Like, put me at a party, I'll dance, you know, all night. But once you put a one, two, three, four to it, it's a wrap for me. I can't do it. How did you find the choreo? <laughs> it was devastating. First of all, I didn't think that I was, uh, you know, I know that Greta loves dance, mm. but I was like, she cast me as President Barbie. I'm not going to have to like dance with the rest of them. And then they were like, you know, oh, no, you, you have to be a part of a dance number. And they told me like 24 hours before I had to, to fly. And so I had to learn the dance remotely. And luckily I was with some of my friends who were like, you got to get it right. This is Barbie. And they were helping me get it. And then landed to the news that they had changed the dance. And I, I had now three hours to learn it before this big dance rehearsal in front of the entire cast, which of course was Margot and Ryan, all these people I admire and love, and I had to do my struggle steps in front of them. Mm. But I practiced all night in time to shoot the next day, and what you see is the fruits of that terrified labor. And it's sensational, 10 out of 10 from me, no notes. No notes? No notes. <laughs> Thank you. Zero you know what? That's Woo, all that anxiety was worth it. So thank you for that. Thank you for that validation. But I mean, President Barbie, you're not just playing any Barbie. You are President yeah. Barbie. Yeah. And I just love the fact that our President Barbie, she does dance routines. She, she goes to slumber parties. Yeah. She, you she know. Does. She, <laughs> she shows up she at slumber up. parties. Do you know what? I'm just going to put the business to one side. <laughs> you can put the country on ice. I've got a slumber party to get to. Because that's how good of a leader that she is. Mm. She knows that she could step away and just step into other stereotypical Barbie's house right quick and show up and yeah. grace them with her presence. Mm. Yeah, that's the kind of president I would elect. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and she does it all while wearing ball gowns, yeah. a president tracksuit, which I definitely need in my life. Me too, should have stolen it. You know, when Greta asked me to, to play... The president, she said, she imagined in her fantasy world that I would be president. And I was so tickled by that because it's honestly very dumb. Because that would I would literally make a terrible president in real life. But in Barbie land, sign me up all day, <laughs> easily. The dance parties, um, everything's free, you know. Mm. They have free healthcare, they have free education, all those things, and, and that's a world that I want to live in. Oh my God, I want to live in that free world. Please. Please. But it's so important to have President Barbie and to have someone who's shown you can be anything, you can be anyone, yeah. and it is achievable. Yeah. How important was that message for you? For me, that was extremely important. Well, I think the, the special thing about Barbie land and the Barbie world uh, and and it's said tongue in cheek in a, in a way, but that Barbie is everything and can mm. be anything. Astronaut, construction worker, all these things, Nobel Peace Prize winner. There are just there are no limits in Barbie Land, and so that's also why the world was so fun to play in because it was just this this idealist world mm. in, in the Barbie Land. It, they have the 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 perception that all the real world's problems are solved because of them. And um, I, I love the way Greta tackled this story to take you on this existential journey along mm. with with Barbie. I mean, I wasn't really expecting an existential crisis when no. I was... I don't think <laughs> any I of sat down to watch it and I was like, okay, great. Yeah, and yeah, I was, along, I was like, oh, been there. <laughs> what am I doing? What's my purpose? 
Uh, and, and I, think I mean, I have them daily. So I was like, perfect. <laughs> daily okay, so more fuel. <laughs> I'm on board. But I think, you know, the performances are so, so stellar. And I didn't, to your point, like even reading this script, I didn't expect myself to, to empathize with a, with a doll, mm. you know, and also to leave the movie feeling emotional. Yeah. And I think it's such an important story because it's that juncture where she, Barbie thinks that she lives in this wonderful world and everything is perfect. It's a complete utopia. Yeah. And then there's this moment where she has this awakening where she was like, whoa, this real world isn't actually built for me. Yeah. And I can really remember having that as a gay guy growing up as a teenager and all yeah. of a sudden everyone's like, you're gay. You're gay. And I was yeah. like, whoa, is being me not okay in this world? Because... Up until this point, they hadn't realized that. Yeah. And I think, have you ever had an awakening or like that? What did that awakening look like for you? Of course. A a fall from innocence in a way where you're just, you know, operating even just as a a child in the world, uh, uh, not knowing that your yourself is kind of unacceptable. And that Mm. happened to me. Honestly, going into middle school, and I took a lot of those, like many of us do, those childhood issues and like really internalize them in a way. Um, for me, it was just, it was an exploration of my blackness, the way that my hair was, it was the way that I spoke. It was all these different factors where I was just like, why am I being so so heavily scrutinized? And that's part of things that like so many children go through. Mm. It's not a, a solo thing, but it, for me, it just defined so much of my, my adult issues, so much so that they became a series awkward black girl in in my <laughs> in my uh, adulthood that like kind of examined why I felt out of place mm. and it led to a TV show insecure like I'm like all these things are rooted in this kind of childhood feeling of of not being enough and not being accepted um, but you know here I am today because of that yeah and I think it's that journey back to finding that kind of like raw sense of what self-love is yeah and embracing it mm. you know because embracing those those things that make you different yeah. you know and um, finding the way to kind of love yourself mm. uh, in spite of is is a necessary journey that we all have to go on mm. and, then, and in a patriarchal society that tells us that's not right continuously like every day yeah and i mean i think even examining the source of patriarchy is such is is, it is uh, especially in this movie it's it's presented as kind of learned behavior Mm. um via ignorance and i I love that greta has like kind of set the foundation of of these these children who adopt these uh, overgrown children in these dolls and these cans who have adopted this what they think is correct, what they think is the correct way to be, to be men. Um, but it also doesn't attack or fault anyone. There's such mm-hmm. a purity to, to everyone's intentions in this movie that I think doesn't make you feel pointed to no. or you know chastised in any way. Mm-hmm. That's what's so clever about it. And I think also the way it explores beauty is so clever because all of these Barbies, not matter how they look, what their body shapes are, they love themselves. Yeah. They are beautiful. They think they are beautiful. Yeah. And I think for so many of us, it's so such a long journey for us to get around to that point of actually celebrating our beauty and being comfortable in our own bodies. What has that journey been like for you? Even, you know, obviously I was excited to be a part of this movie, but then I had a moment of just like, oh no, I'm playing a Barbie. 
I had during that time when I when I got the call to do it, I was on a journey of just like, ooh, I'm not gonna be on TV for a minute. I'm about to <laughs> let myself go. I'm eating everything, like all those things. And so I almost I felt like I wasn't in proper shape mm -hmm. to be a Barbie. And I had to examine like what is it about what is it about Barbie that makes me think that I have to look a certain way? Mm -hmm. And thankfully going into Greta's world and like you said, seeing all the different types of Barbie body types and, and abilities, um, you know, and, and the way that the Barbie looked generally just made me feel at ease and and, and I, confident in the movie that we were making. And then after a while, it was just like, I'm a Barbie, you know, like embracing the, just what I had to offer mm. to, to the image of Barbie and what that could do for someone else. But that was a journey that I had to go on and that she kind of helped usher through by way of including mm. so many different types of women. Yeah, and I think one of the sad parts about the movie for me is when she had that kind of awakening about her actual insecurities in her own body. Because, I mean, we still live in a society today where we police women's bodies, we talk about women's bodies in society continuously, and it's so frustrating that we're still even having to have these kind of conversations and we're still fueling these insecurities in women. Yeah, I mean, it's almost built within the fabric of our uh, our society. It's built in our, our media. It's built in everything that we consume. And I think having healthy conversations about it are the only ways that we're able to get through. But I'm like, no matter how confident I may feel, you know, outwardly, there's always going to be something that I, I pick myself uh that, that, that'll that force me to pick myself apart. And it really just is about something you said earlier, how we get to that journey of just that, of self-love again. Mm -hmm. Like I always find my way to to love myself through that. And I think that's also what the film tackles. Oh my God, 100%. And that kind of theme of insecurity has been something that has, you know, marked your entire career. Cause yeah. Insecure, one of the best TV shows Thank Ever you. made. <laughs> Thank Let's you. just call a spade a spade. <laughs> it is. And it's helped so many people feel seen and feel more secure in their selves. And that's such a special thing that you've been able to do with your imagination. I mean, Barbie is all about imagination. And you've been able to give that gift to so many people through your imagination. But on that journey to getting to that point of being able to like use your voice and tell your story. That has been a long journey for you to get to that point, hasn't it? Heck yeah. Well, thank you for saying that, first of all. But yes, the confidence to even get to the point like to, to realize like, oh, people want to hear my voice and my, my storytelling. They want to hear from me. For me, like initially the the success of, of this, this show was a fluke that I didn't even attribute to myself. And it took a while to be like, the, honestly, the showrunner that I worked with to be like, no, this, like, this is this is your story and this is your voice and you got to embrace that or else this is not the show. And mm -hmm. I don't know what the desire of like not accepting the the credit in that way where that, or, where that comes from, but it was something that I had to examine and like even, you know, to tie back to Barbie again, something that Greta was saying about like these these particular dolls is like, like she wanted to make a society where women didn't 
apologize for their success, that they didn't, you know, have any humility about it. It was just like, yeah, I deserve this prize. Yeah, thank you. This was for me. This was meant for me. I did that. And that's something that, you know, I have, that I also, you know, have to adapt and, mm. and am adapting. Yeah. And I think self-doubt is something that everyone can relate to. Everyone has those moments and those moments of, like, getting in our own way. Yes. Do you think you've ever got in your own way on that journey? A uh, thousand percent. I've gotten in my way um, by that, by by not embracing like the things that I bring to the table wholeheartedly, by finding excuses and and you know looking for the the flukes. It's it's the imposter syndrome thing mm-hmm. all over again, where it's just like as opposed to like. Uh, pummeling forward, it's it's always looking back like, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Or what could I have done differently? And um, in those ways of living in, in the mistakes that I've made, I've definitely held myself back from progress. Uh, but I love like getting stuff done. I love achieving stuff. So for me, it's just like, how? what's the best way to move forward successfully? <laughs> Night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're sitting here today so successful. You're in a Barbie movie. You have your own production company. Like, having that is such an incredible achievement. And I remember talking to Margot Robbie, who also has her own production company, who made Barbie. And she told me that on that journey, she's come up against the patriarchal society so many times. Like, she's gone into rooms where they discuss finance with her and then they direct the questions at the man and the man's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. (laughs) She's the one who knows about the finance. What kind of sexism do you think you've come up against whilst being the head of your own company and your own production company still? (sighs) People always defining certain things for me, things that I already know. Like, there's just an assumption that... I... In the same way that I do it to myself, people have done it to me. Like, where they'll assume that certain things that I've done are a fluke or an accident. And it's just like, no, this is intentional. There are things that I've built brick by brick. And, you know, there's no way to get me to know that I belong here faster than doubting that I'm here, you know? And so that, in some way, fuels me. But there have been a lot of instances where people have, um, or, or men have spoken on behalf of women when they're talking to one. And it's mm. just like you're telling me what women like and what, what an audience is, uh, what their audience is. And those are things that I know wholeheartedly. So there's no way that you can dictate to me 
what I'm making. And it's just a matter of pushback and, and occasionally putting people in their place. Mm. And also on top of that, when you're in those situations, you have to have such a strong sense of your own voice. Yes. And find that is quite difficult. And also you have to continuously go out there and show up for yourself and promote yourself, which I think must be really, I find that quite hard to do sometimes. Like self-promotion, like that must be quite difficult as well. Putting yourself out there is a whole art form, isn't it? It is. There's a, I think there's an art to proving yourself. And that that's how I look at it. Sometimes I have no issue proving myself. There is a frustration when, when you feel like you've done the work and it should speak for itself. Um, but this is this is a challenging industry to be in, and there it, it's constantly changing as we're seeing with the, with the climate right now. And for me, it's so so important to stay here and open the doors mm. for others. That you know, I'll prove myself at all costs. I love 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 proving people wrong. I love it, and we love to see you proving people wrong. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> And I think what's so interesting about the movie as well and the topics that we've already been talking about today is this the theme of patriarchy. And we know we live in this society, in this actual real world that we're living in right now where we're making so much progress, but we're also seeing rights being taken away and we're seeing us take backward steps as well. Sitting here today as someone who is such a strong voice in our society, what do you think we need to be talking about more socially? Oh my gosh, um, there's, I, if I honestly had that answer, then I would, I would be actively doing it. I'm having a lot of conversations with, with peers and, and people who, who have a, a certain influence just about that very thing, but there's so many issues plaguing, plaguing our, our society. A lot of it starts, like, it's from as far as, like, just the mis misinformation and, like not being able to get at the core of truth and the absence of a monoculture. Like they're, we're not all getting the same information in the same way. We're all fragmented. And there are these, you know, woo-woo practices of just coming together and having conversations, but it's hard to have conversations when we don't want to talk to each other. So my short answer is I, I don't fucking know. I have no idea. I'm not a real life president. Um, and if you know the answer, tell me. Yeah. Well, there's just so much, isn't there? And I think it's sometimes- so much and it's, it's overwhelming. Overwhelming. It's yes, it is. But I, I know all I can do is my part and influence the people around me to do their part. Um, I think that I do have a genuine belief that people at their core are good and want the best. But, you know, I also think a lot of it is Rooted in mind your business and shut the fuck up. Like, mm. you know, mind your business and stop getting in, in, in other people's business. Yeah. I think that's a lot of our regression is because people are minding other people's business. That is so true. We need to get that on the poster. Mind your business and shut the fuck up? Yeah. T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's yeah. do it. Another Brilliant. business for you to tackle. <laughs> I got it. Easy. I'm game. Speak as you, because you are in your mogul era. I am yeah. right now. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, for me, it's 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 exhausting, and but I I love being a builder, and I love working with just capable people. So much of I, what I've deemed the mobile era is is about like building intentionally and outwardly, and um, with with purpose. Mm. I mean, it's so interesting because you are a leader, and you are leading with purpose in your own field, and it must so be 
so difficult still to like have to be strong all the time. Has that been like a difficult journey? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. When people look to you to to lead, to have the answers, um, to be a, a kind of a stable point of reference at times when you want to explode or you're feeling frustrated or overwhelmed, uh, it can be really daunting. Uh, but for me, it, it comes down to like having places of my own to, to vent and either peers or mentors to, to help guide me. And I'm, mm. it's been hard for me to ask for help in a lot of instances and I've gotten so much better. I always just say over the last year, if I'm being honest with myself about like asking for help. Asking for help is sometimes the scariest thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, because you, it's, it puts you in a vulnerable position, mm. and I'm not—I don't—I hate to be vulnerable, and that's something I've also learned is like a beautiful thing, you know. I—I I appreciate when people are vulnerable with me, so why is it so hard for me to be vulnerable with mm. them? And you also don't want to feel like a bother to people, you know. But I think about I, how much I appreciate when someone is just like, hey. Can I ask you a question? Can you walk me through this specific thing? And I'm happy to do it. So, like, why wouldn't someone else be happy to do it for mm. me? I mean, leaning into vulnerability is one of the greatest powers of all, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Even though it's difficult. Yes. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I don't feel powerful thing. when I'm vulnerable. But, you know, once you overcome that, then it's just like, why was that so hard? There yeah. you go. You did it, you know? Mm. And you are sitting here as an empowered person in a Barbie movie, living your best life. And you were a kid who played with Barbies, weren't you? You got a bit rough with them. <laughs> yes, but... <laughs> I did. You know, my um, my sister's Barbies did occasionally get fucked up by me, <laughs> but we're better for it. Yeah. Yeah. If She's you... better for it. If you could go back to that you, who is playing with the Barbies now, with everything you've learned, what would you want to say to that you? If you could sit down and play with her now. That, you can, you should play with these Barbies a little bit longer, and these Barbies will lead you to, to who you are now. I think I was shamed out of playing with Barbies. It's that period we all go through as kids where it's like, you're still doing this? And I think I fed into that, even though they brought me so much joy. So I guess I would tell her, like, Keep enjoying what you do while you still can. Yeah, keep enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And it's been the best talking to you oh, today. And we always end on this one final question, and that always is, in the reign of your life, what's the one rule you'll always live by? Ooh. To always stay true to what makes me me and to be kind always. And be kind to yourself. Be kind to myself, yes, yeah. absolutely. Amazing. Thank you so much, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thanks for being here for this episode of Rain. If there are things that resonate with you, I'd love to hear from you. Get me on socials at Josh Smith Hosts. And if you enjoyed this episode, please like, rate, subscribe, or follow, and share this with someone you think should hear it. Let's get those convos going, because that is what this podcast is all about.
Hi babes, me again. Just wanted to tell you about something very exciting. I can't believe I'm about to tell you this, but I've written a book and it's called Great Chat. As you know, I love to chat, plot spoiler, and I love talking to people about their lives because as I always say, talking and listening is so powerful. The book is all about how you can master conversation and transform your life just like it has for me. I've used my experience from all the amazing interviews I've been lucky enough to do as well as a load of research to help you deal with everything from making new friends to embracing difficult discussions. Great chat should never be underestimated. It can truly improve your well-being, allow you to create the life you want and bring the connections you are so deserving of, babes. You can pre-order Great Chat today in hardback, ebook, and audiobook, read by me, no less, and it's out on the 20th of June.